recording. It is Lima time. Time. It's technically episode one thirty four. Why'd you say technically? Why well, it is? We had a ton of like bonus episodes. Okay. All right, all right. My bad. I'll back off. I'll, my bad. The last bonus episode was a freaking disaster. So yeah, my uh, my mom. My mom. I was talking to my mom, and she she goes, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that soccer one, uh, she just goes, yeah, n- not great. She just goes, not great. <laughs> it, was it was real bad. And I, man, good job. I'd like to do it again, uh, but not, yeah, no. Okay, yeah, so. Well, no, yeah, you've already apologized. Move on. You were, t- you were a bad interviewer. It's fine. To Houston to the Houston Dash to Rachel Daly. Uh, he's Pat. I'm James. Pat, introduce our very special guest. Oh, that's, that puts a lot of pressure. Intros are, intros are very, very important. When I was when I was doing the uh, when I was doing like the announcement tweet, I was gonna I was gonna ca- I was gonna call her a, a white whale. And I was like, wow, she's not white. And then I was gonna call her a whale of color. And then I was like, well, I'm not gonna call I'm not gonna call her a whale of color. Uh, so uh, let, I, I immediately digress from that. Don't know why I'm I told the story. Really sad because whale of color is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, yeah, but I, yeah, it made sense in the in the in the progression. But I was like, I'm not going to call Ashley a, a, a whale of color. That's just not. It doesn't. That's <laughs> that'll be what gets me canceled. But super excited to have Ashley McHugh on. This is you are you are the not the yeah the white whale of, not the whale of color. We're going we're gonna to stick with that. I like it. Go We've been, that's the name it's of been the a episode. long time. It's been a long time coming. Unlike Bregman, who just keeps ignoring us. We've had it's we've had the cat and mouse game and, and finally it comes into fruition and yeah we're super stoked to have you on so Ashley McHugh everybody round of round of applause yep clap clap if you're at your house hi thank you applause. <laughs> applause are you do you want me to read your credits doing Zoom yoga on rooftops hates cockroaches D- data signal iffy <laughs> <laughs> I do not I didn't say I hated cockroach I said if I see a cockroach on this roof you will hear me yell and that yeah, will and just be a cockroach yell. And they live across in, in a nest like bats, which is very disconcerting to me, but I'll, I'll move past that, that they're flying into the, the opening over there. But I digress. All right. So yeah, here's the show. Let's do it. Hooray. All right. So who's starting? Pat, you? Who's, who's, who's starting? How, how unprofessional are we? I, I, I realize that we are not Extremely good. unprofessional if, if at all. And I, and it, for years. I like do actual radio and I have no, no semblance of professionalism and you can't even tell that, that I've done it. So yeah, I, I've, I've learned nothing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't you have been? like terrible, but yeah, let's, let's start with, let's start with that. Ashley, how are you amidst all this? Uh, I'll, I'll just say turmoil. I don't know. That's the, that's the word. Uh, <laughs> cat, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Go, go turmoil. How, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Uh, yeah. How are you holding up? Um, I mean, I feel like textbook 2020, I have days where I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, I have so much time to focus on like what really matters in life and whatever. And then the next day I'm just watching kids baking championship. Uh, (laughs) I'm being spied on. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) This is incredible. Through the bedroom window. This is, yeah, uh, this is, a, it's a creepy episode to start. I really like it. People are popping up in windows and windows. and can call it's great, yeah. <laughs> Who's the Edwardian boy uh, in your room? <laughs> he has no respect for me. Like, do I do this yeah. to him when he's recording yeah, a podcast? Yeah, you are, you are the guest. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the guest. This is, we have no time for this. Like, tell what is he doing? Tell him to beat, tell him to beat it. Truth be told, tell him to beat it. He needs to pull my move when he's on ESPN, which is don't. 
get in the frame. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was I going to say? The other low, the lows, the roller coaster lows. It's like, uh, yeah, when I spend the entire day on the couch watching Kids Baking Championship, because truly, I'm like, there is no point in doing anything. Like, yeah. the world is falling apart. We'll all probably be dead tomorrow. I, if I <laughs> clean up my house, it doesn't matter. If yeah. I eat, who cares? Uh, yes. And then I had, like, last Monday, I guess, over a week ago, was my last, like, big just couldn't see the point in doing anything day and then the next morning I just woke up like without an alarm at 7 30 in the morning I was like I need to transplant my pumpkins like I didn't really like where I had planted them and I was up at 8 a.m digging up pumpkins and putting them someplace else and I was like I don't know why this feels worth doing today and did not like didn't yesterday but I'm just gonna ride that wave that sounds like an that sounds like a, a blessing so that that is good <laughs> That is good that you do have some optimism peppered in and you have some some focus and some some clarity, it seems. And I, I felt like I did, too, at first. And, and I'm not like a big nihilist and a, a pessimist at all. But I, this is really wearing on me. And I've become I'm turning into turning into Matthew McConaughey's character in True Detective. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm. I'm Carcosa is my religion. I'm making beer can animals. I'm not shaving. I live in a storage unit. Like nothing matters. Just going to hell. That's what. That's what's happening. I yeah. Nothing matters. It's I'm a nihilist now. I'm an absolute nihilist. Uh, yeah. So that that's good that you have some focus. I was yeah focusing on my art and doing all sorts of stuff in the beginning, and now I'm like, will will I make it to tomorrow? Do I want to? Doesn't matter. And, <laughs> so and, I was just and, thinking and, about this the other day. Like I uh, well, like the first two months of quarantine I used to go to therapy once a month just like on the schedule standing appointment and the first two months I felt like it was going to be over soon and I had never done a zoom meeting with my therapist and I was like I don't want to do that I just want to see her in person it's weird so I just didn't do it and we probably got to like two and a half maybe almost three months without an appointment and finally I was like I don't think this is ending like I think I think I'm probably gonna have to do zoom therapy if I'm ever gonna go to therapy again so I restarted those and um, because I took like three months off, now I've been doing like an appointment every Friday. <laughs> Hell yeah, to, turn up. I'm back weekends. up to once a week. <laughs> weekends, weekends for my party people. I love it. Why, why, why wouldn't you? That's as healthy as you could be. Right. So you don't, you don't like the her. idea of a Zoom therapist? That's, that's, my, that's my absolute dream is that, that hopefully coming out of this, doctor's appointments, therapy, stuff like that, where I don't have to put any more effort other than my presence into it. That's beautiful. That's, I don't, don't, don't want to go to stupid meetings or anything. Nothing that is unnecessary needs to be eliminated. I like going in person, but I mean, it's just not going to happen right now. But yeah, I was talking to her and this past couple of weeks, I started thinking about like when bad stuff has happened in countries that are older than ours. So you're like the French Revolution, World War II, like shit goes down. And I stopped. It was actually like a good ego moment for me. Like I stopped picturing myself in the middle of that conflict. I was like, why am I just assuming that during the French Revolution, I was going to be like at Versailles? Like right. I'm not that important. So I was talking to her about it and I was like, what if I'm just like a person who grows lavender in some tiny town in the middle of France? Like what does that person's life look like? And once I started thinking about that, I was like, yeah, I mean, 
everything might blow up around me, but I also don't have to go to like the middle of the explosion. Like I can just kind of do my thing. That's that's a super it's a super good way to look at it because you see like the like the old footage and it'll be you know war torn world war ii germany and there's just just hell breaking loose and there'll just be like a guy walking with an umbrella just going to get some bread right. <laughs> just like li living living his life uh, with with turmoil around I, I think that there's one thing about the human race is that i mean people are resilient and if you're not having to be in the middle of something or not you know misfortunate enough to be you know in, in the middle of something like that yeah you just go about your life i mean it, it might suck and not feel like anything else but yeah i don't know I, well, that's that's a good way to look at it because uh i feel like it's it all be, coming down crashing it could be that the like going to get bread was like he was like he woke up like one morning was like i gotta do something yeah and the, the one thing was like i i'm gonna go get a loaf of bread like from the patisserie and 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 then he did it and and just went home and cried like uh, for the rest. Of <laughs> or he was shot immediately for not having his papers or something. So I mean, he could have he might have been he could have been murdered almost instantly. So that, that you have to keep that in perspective. But he was out doing his just doing his his thing. And I, I saw that a lot in World War II, at least just the way Europe was. People just like buildings just completely blown up, just walking around, sitting there at the uh, in the piazza or whatever. Whatever. I don't know. Is that is that a thing? A piazza. My, it's my really piazza. interesting because it's like I have enough time, enough free time for like everything I've ever read or watched to come like crashing back all into one. So like earlier this year, I was reading Flaubert because I had decided I needed to do that, which is all just this like, he's a French writer from kind of that period of time, the French Revolution. I'm reading like, uh, like Emerson, I read yeah. Emerson so long ago, like his essay on history, which is basically about saying like, we as humans will literally always look at history and put ourselves in like, in the hero's position. Like we just assume that we are, and we forget yeah. that there are just so many other people that exist that are like, not the central figure. And- Yeah, we're not the star. We're, we always think we are. Yeah, I just was like, I don't actually feel that important to this moment is that, is that a good thing can that be a good thing to the way it's no it's to a just great like thing all the focus <laughs> off you it's like if i don't matter then i can kind of sink into the background and there's no pressure on me it, it is what it is i don't matter there's nothing that's it doesn't say it doesn't sound healthy when i'm saying it but uh it, it no, probably could be and also fun fact ralph he actually went by waldo waldo emerson did you know that yeah, went by he went by Waldo. Be a, hey Waldo, what's up? You writing today? He's like, yeah, I am. So, shout to Waldo. Emerson. Yeah, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's a self hating thing. I actually think that the American psyche is like so doped up on like success that even saying like, oh, I might not be important in this moment is like self hating. It's not. Yeah, it's reality. Also, like, just because you opt out of conflict doesn't mean that you opt out of whatever it is you're good at. So I was like, what if I spend five years and get really freaking good at doing one thing? And yeah, like, do it. maybe something, like maybe when all this shit is over, well, what made me think of it is like vineyards in France, like they existed through wars, they have existed for hundreds of years. And like now, if I, like, I wanna go to France so bad right now and we're not allowed to go anywhere. I was like, if I bought a plane ticket to France right now, I would be going to go sit at an old vineyard. 
And those people might have lived through so many times of conflict being like, well, what we do doesn't matter. But I, a total stranger from another country, would still fly to go there. So, like, does it not matter? Like, it obviously matters to me. So. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. There's so many, that's, that's fascinating to think about that, that kind of lifestyle, vineyards or farmers or stuff to where basically anything could happen and it may affect the uh, the world around it but their direct life day to day doesn't does not change you know one single one single bit that's, right that's some stuff is the variable and some stuff is the constant and i looked at this moment in history and i was like i think i'm really good being the constant i like that i i heard um, everybody wants to rule the world on the radio the other day and i was like everybody <laughs> does not want i do not want i do not I, was like, I do not I, so yeah everybody <laughs> speaks you don't you're not speaking for me sir so uh yeah everybody does not want to rule the world or rule anything at, at all so please uh yeah keep your opinions to yourself please so we went my, my wife and i went to like a a super progressive for a conservative church when we lived in Nashville. And and there was a-, a Wait, what? Wait, run that back. Run, run that back real quick. I got it. I'm it close was, enough to Nashville. I, I, did, really I did too. I was, just being an ass. I was just being an asshole. It was, you know, you don't it have was to say a progressive church for a conservative denomination. And right, so your pastor there is now a real estate agent? And he plays a mean <laughs> acoustic guitar. <laughs> he is though, isn't he? I'll talk to him later. Uh, <laughs> That's so and, good. That's and there so was, good. there was, uh, like one day they were like, like the sermon was like, have the ego to be a nobody. And, and that's, uh, and like, and also was, join my mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to my newsletter. It was, uh, it was like a really weird, like, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and I was like, the church had been over for like two hours and wow. I was, it was just still like sitting there. And, and then like, and I was hungry as and yeah, Kami, you might have heard that. She was like, and they're like, we're closed. Church is over. You ha- you do have to leave. This is not the and movies. It's not over. Like, you, we do close. You have to go, sir. Just like rocking back and forth in the pew like a psychopath. And damn, that realtor really, really hit home. And that, and then like the within six months, like I'm a public high school teacher. And, and I feel like, like the, the problem. That was the, you really think that was the impetus for like what your, your change in career, what you decided to do that, that, that sermon was? Yes. That's great. That's awesome. And, and so, uh, like, what was I going to say? Um, like right now, like nobody needs to be important. Like, like we're all just, you know, stay home and, and don't spread it and be cool to everybody around you. And <laughs> it's so simple. Really matter right now. The essential workers do hospital workers, custodians, like people working at the grocery store, those are the people that have made like our society continue for the last five mother freaking months. Oh yeah, Amazon drivers, all the people that just made like made life even somewhat less unbearable. Like man, unbelievable. So nobody has to be important right now. I mean, it would be cool if the if if the government and people in the government. <laughs> important. Yeah, but, right. But but like like our job is right now just like mitigate the risk and and don't try to like make a statement and be a hero. I don't know. Yeah. The being a hero means you stay the hell home and just don't try to do too much. That's what's so frustrating about this for me is that it's everything is laid out. We, we, we know we have all the information that it's simple what we're supposed to do. 
And it's just, unfa- I mean, it's not unfathomable to me because people are terrible and we're awful. But just the fact that this just has gone so wonky and awry with these just simple, just so simple. Like just, I, I don't, I, I, I actually don't understand it because it's just so easy. Uh, why are we fighting? Why is, what, what is, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> stay, just stay home. Try not to get people sick. Social distance, wear a mask and, and go about your fucking business. I mean, it's bad though, because the people who think that that's right, think that that's right. And the people who disagree think that they're right. Like nobody's doing it because they're trying to be like yeah. intentionally stupid. They think they're trying to be intentionally smart. And I think what sucks is when you get, deep enough into a bad situation especially a politically bad situation you're like I really knew my side until I didn't know my side anymore like I don't right. know 100 everyone is so stuck in like whatever their side is but like I don't even know what's going on anymore that's or the like correct take <laughs> we're we're cool like cutting like logical corners to just like fit everything in like the square peg into the round hole and i'm like i'm a big fan of square pegs yeah they're, yeah they're, they're only the, peg. the only really the only good functional peg except for the leg you do want to round it off if you have a peg leg or pirate <laughs> you, you do want to round it off like similar to a baseball bat but other than that square square pegs all around for, for construction and, and carpentry purposes yeah i feel fine with it <laughs> so I, I fit in no round hole that's fine yeah, uh, yeah, that seems, see, that's, I mean, that seems like the correct and rational approach. And uh, the further we drift from that, I, I don't know what is real. And that's, that's the thing that I struggle with, because it just seems so logical and simple. Like, why, yeah, just the boxes and people stuck with sides and just the dissension. And I'm just like, man, just, I think chill, that's just, just chill, just chill, bro. Like, it's supposed to be on this or whatever, but I'm in here, so I'm going to talk. Um, yeah, do it. <laughs> it's, ther- it's Zoom therapy, baby. Turn up. It's Friday. <laughs> I, I agree with Ashley. Like, though, like, I think the hardest part for me is that I'm an empath. And that literally, it, it's, like, it's, li- it's just, hu- it's compassion. Like, it's, it's, it's just doing one simple or two simple things that that will help someone else but oh no yeah they're impeding on my rights Just go to hell mm. literally hell yeah the real hell <laughs> this is the real hell yes the real literal real. hell where the devil <laughs> with the real devil the actual hell the, the place hell devil. we are fully there like it's <laughs> like are you you're seriously this selfish it's not a like i want the last dr pepper this is a we're in a pandemic and you're costing people their lives. Like this is not, but America, we're, we're the friggin' Baruch assault of country. <laughs> one, one, so right. 100%. Couldn't, I couldn't have a, I couldn't come up with a better analogy. A one, 100%. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> That's, that is uh, 100%. I, I'm, I'm trying to find something to, I'm not even going to have come up with anything just because that's too good. That's just going to sit. That's just right. Oh, right I can. Pocket. The only thing I can say is my wife. <laughs> okay. Oh, what? I don't. I don't understand that reference. What are you talking about? Is that the movie The Mask with with Jim Carrey? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Yes. I don't know why I keep doing that bit where I where I say I'm doing the mask and I 
to quote other movies. We used to <laughs> we used to do prank calls on a podcast, and we would just be like, "Hey, you have the the other DVD for uh, Borat when he says smoking," and we'd quote it. And the, <laughs> the Walmart lady would be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty funny movie." Like, yeah, do you have Austin Powers? And just that's a terrible story. I don't know why I told it, but it was fun <laughs> that's time. Really weird. That's a really just weird. quoting other movies, and and they and they would never correct me. They're, they're just God bless those people. Uh, so, and, and- tidbit about me is that I almost never watch movies and so I almost never understand movie references and people I mean the the most basic ones I think tonight Colin said something to me about Jurassic Park and I was like I have not seen that what is it oh, like, oh no the dinosaur what's the quote from Jurassic Park there wouldn't it's, remember because I hadn't seen it but I like I gave him this face this like I don't know what you're talking about face and he was like it's Jurassic Park and I was like you know that I, I want to know what that quote I never is hold on to your butt Dang. Well, move, you know what? Movie quotes are the lowest form of, of comedy, as and I'm I'm a, a little bit of a snob about that. But the, just the all the unoriginal bros just they think they're hilarious because they they quote Anchorman back and forth to each other in a group text. It's just like you know what? We don't come up with your own joke. You don't need to talk say what Tom Cruise said to some lady in a yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's awful. It's pretty bad. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely like terrible. There's like high school, college boy. 100%. Yes. Yeah. All like 99% of the communication. Yeah. Like it's that's, that's not a, it's not a personality. It's not, it's not funny. Like it's just, I, I, and I love it. Yeah. Just so great, man. Airplane. Love it. But anyway, that, that's, <laughs> but yo, this is the time, it's the time for compassion. If, if they truly <laughs> enjoy, if they truly enjoy wearing those t-shirts and the flip flops and all that stuff and, and they're happy, like I just want love to be abound, so they can keep 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 quoting the Big Lebowski, and I'll I'll, so, lament it, I'll lament it silently. I'm happy for them for that, but I like it's going to be a zero percent of the time laugh for me because I'm not going to get it, just never. And even if you did, like I mean, how like how good of a movie line could it be? I mean, I, I can't even think of a hypothetical situation where somebody you know had a quote and just said it at the perfect time. It just would be like, okay, yeah, you said the thing from the. Something from, I, do, I guess I do enjoy a movie quote if I know the reference, but I've watched like ten movies a thousand times each. What movies I are those? Just, what movies? What oh movies my god! Do you know what those are? What What are they? I'm kind of like that too. like all the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Uh, for sure. What else? Gr- Gryffindor, uh, the Sorting Hat, Magic. That's what. That's a quote. I just love Harry Potter. I really do. I'm so confused about J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she does doesn't it, like but. trans people. That's that's one thing I'm picking up on. But that's just a little something I just keep. She's barely putting it out there. Not really being too forthcoming. Really, but see, seems she's kind ruining of a people. lot of people's joy um, with all that. And then but, randomly announces that characters are gay after the fact. Like J.K., can you just you wrote your books? Like go the go the f away. Just get the hell out of here. We don't need. We just don't need J.K.'s opinion anymore. You. What she did, what she did her thing. Get get I've the hell seen, out of here. Um, Ten things I hate about you a thousand times. I Beautiful. also this is actually really funny. A movie Colin has never seen that I've seen a thousand times is Selena, because oh, it yeah. used to be on TV <laughs> all day, every the day. The best. I have seen that movie so many more times than I've seen half of my family members. Like I respect it. That it was just on USA like a hundred times in a row every week. So. You can still buy a Selena T-shirt in a random gas station in like the Hispanic parts of town in Houston, and you could like just t- t- I could go get a Good. Selena T-shirt right now. It's fantastic. Yeah, she's an absolute, absolute legend. W- what a tragedy! But yeah, that it movie is fantastic. Movie. 
Yeah. It came to you. Yeah, I mean, they're not even like, I'm not going to say they're even like award winning good movies. No, they should just No, I, yeah, I don't feel like I, I, all the movies that I watch like that are not, are not like that. They're movies that I love and truly love. And it's not a guilty pleasure. I truly love them, but it's never. It's, I watch, a, I've seen A Knight's Tale like 5,000 times. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> I, I love it. Movie. I love it so much. You love it. The best. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Wimbledon, anything they play on TBS or TNT, like I, I can get down with it. Like movies like that, oh. love it. It's the best. I think it's PTSD. I had like a, my last boyfriend before Colin was like a big movie guy and he would just like 90% of our relationship was just like watching movies. Mm. Um, and then like the other 10%, he was kind of a jerk. So I was like, this, I'm getting really <laughs> He kind of sucks. That, that seems, that's, two, that's two cons. I don't, I don't, but he like <laughs> made he like had to care so much about the movies and like the symbolism. And then we had to like talk about it afterwards. And after that, I was yeah. like, you know what? I don't have to care about any of this. At how pretentious, how pretentious. Um, that was, yeah, the definition It's fine. I love it. He probably still does the exact same thing and somebody's miserable in your, in your old spot and it'll never change. And so you can kind of Absolutely. take solace. You can take solace in that, not rooting for his demise, but just knowing that <laughs> he, stays, he stays in that lane and it'll never change. And he's, talking about the, the foreshadowing in some foreign movie, some Portuguese movie that nobody's seen. It was over when Walk the Line came out and he got really, really into Walk the Line. And what? he was talking to me about how like our future was that we were just going to live in like a trailer in the woods in Tennessee and just have like a bunch of dogs. And cool, I was man. like, I don't think you know me at all. Like I would <laughs> never, ever, ever do that. So, I love that, 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 that that's what got romanticized. Like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Folsom Prison. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, wear black all the time. It's gonna be great. But it had to be like anti. It had to be like he couldn't watch a movie about somebody being successful and be like, I want I have a dream. It had to be like yeah. no. Yeah, he, my, probably like, the, he probably loves he probably loves Joker. It on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, loves Joker. He's, yeah, he's an anti-hero guy. I guess. Yeah, big anti-hero. Cause that's the cool, that's the cool take. That's the cool vantage point to have. No, I, I, I relate to this terrible character that nobody has ever liked. I, this is the guy I see, I relate to. Yeah. Shout out to that uh, guy. None of this is about baseball, is it supposed to be? Oh, you know what, is baseball necessary? Let's go start there. Is baseball necessary at right, at right now? Is it necessary? I mean, I, I would be lying if, when it first came back on, like we watched first games, exhibition games or whatever. And I was like, I completely understand why people want this. Like sure. I'm sitting at my couch on my couch. It's like, it feels like some sort of weird, horrible parallel universe thing got resolved. Like we're in this year without all of these things. And like one of them came back online and you're like, Oh shit. Like I feel normal for a second. Right. Um, I get that. And I think that like MLB wants it to happen for reasons and like players want it to happen for reasons. So like everybody wants it to happen. Um, and I think if everybody likes something, then yeah, go for it. I don't, I don't know if it's going to end up. I truly don't know if in hindsight people are going to look back and be like, that was the best idea or like that was a terrible idea. I right. wish I had that kind of like foresight to know. Yeah. I don't think any yeah, I don't think any, I don't think anybody could. This is just any of you thought that you had foresight, you know, previously. Like all things are are out the window. Uh, yeah, I, I think I mean I I think it's necessary. It, it's good, and, and I try not to get I try not to get too caught up in the uh, 
you know, the, the, the crowd and the, the, the mob culture of, oh, the season needs to end. The Cardinals were, you know, at the casino and the Marlins were doing the Macarena at some club late, late night. That's a new dance, the Macarena. They're, it's it's hitting, it's hitting all the, it's hitting all the clubs. But uh, yeah, just like, oh, we just shut it down. It's the season's over. It's like, why are we so reactionary and so over the top? Like I, I just stay in the middle. Let's just enjoy I mean, the baseball or point, don't. At a certain point, like it might need to get canceled. It might, but like I can't know that right now. But you kind of work with the information you've got. What sucks about that? is that as things get very, very slowly more complicated, the like yesterday's complicated thing feels normal today. So I think it'll be really, really hard to know when you're like in the middle, like knee deep in some shit. I think it's gonna be hard to know like, okay, now we call it because you're just like, well, we dealt with X, Y, and Z yesterday. Like you just get to that point where it feels like you can't cut your losses and be done with it. Right. And I know that like the big, the big deal for the league is playoffs. Like everything beyond, like a before playoffs is trying to get to playoffs. That's what they want to happen. And it's going to be really, really hard to turn that ship around if, if it means that there are no playoffs. Like that's a big loss. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like since they went through the trouble to to try and have, have this season. And I mean, and I don't want to – I'm not the. I'm definitely no supporter of Rob Manfred and the front office at all. But I, I, I would assume that they did their due diligence. They had, you know, their hypotheticals. They, they put, they took the bubbles, the Phoenix thing into account, and they made the best decision possible. And I think starting the season, that it's, it's, it really, it's really hard to just up and cancel it, honestly. Unless something like, unless it gets Marlins type, it just keeps happening over and over again, which is really possible. But I, it's I feel like really it, possible. And, and yeah. public opinion can public opinion can sway can turn something into a shitstorm so fast now that it, and I think that the the sign stealing scandal with the Astros I, that's when I really saw how the PR machine can fucking take something and just just things can go left really quickly and and suddenly you don't know you know up from down and uh, so and and I feel like the public outcry everybody's so vocal about everything that's the that's the terrible thing. I mean, when the, the the Marlins thing came out, I mean, people Twitter, which is already a hellscape as it is, but just people just shut it down. It's already over. Glad I got saw those games over the weekend. All right, baseball's over. One, just just that kind of shit. But you know that keeps echoing out there, and it suddenly it manifests into actually season getting canceled, and we're all back reading, uh, reading happily reading uh, old French philosophers. <laughs> yeah i mean i was gonna be I love how you that casually drop that. Yeah, just read it just reading this just doing this, this and that <laughs> my like classic move at the astros games was to just be sitting in the family room in the basement like reading a book people would be like why do you come and i'm like there's babysitting here you're, um, yeah you're like you're like a movie you're like an actual movie character in real life it's insufferable really here's in a, a movie reference you're like john moxon from varsity blues I think a lot of people are extremely exasperated by my energy. <laughs> no, I, no, you know what? No, I, I love it. And you're one of my, you're one of my absolute favorite follows on Twitter. And this isn't pandering uh, beca because, because you're a hundred percent yourself all the time. And, and it's just, it's just refreshing on a timeline to have somebody that is interesting, talks about interesting things, is, is real and genuine and also funny. Like it's just, it's just it's it's a good follow. So I just wanted to tell you that. 
that it's it's nice because most people it's just even the best people it's twitter's terrible i'm terrible but every time i see your tweets i'm like oh cool something interesting oh something impassioned oh she cares about stuff this is this is great oh yeah taylor swift even better yeah so you're, you're a great <laughs> follow so anybody listening that's not that's they're all following you but if they're not i would uh i would suggest doing i would suggest doing that so are I you have, go ahead uh -huh. i'm sorry no, go I ahead. was going to say, I just have like one major rule on Twitter, and it's that I have to remember that I don't actually know any of these people. Like, they're literally all just handles. So, as tempted as I get sometimes to be like, you're a jerk, or like, you, you know, conspiracy theory, whatever. Anything that is like, you, I'm directing, like the subject of the sentence is the person, and what comes after it is like an accusation of what kind of person they are. It's a hard no, always. I can say like that comment doesn't sound great or like this word usage was not great, but like that's the thing that baffles me the most. Like how many people will just jump into my like into my mentions and be like, You're this and I'm like, I'm not. And like <laughs> there's no way that she would know that because I'm a total and complete stranger. Um <laughs> but like yeah. you kinda get what you give. So like I I make sure I literally never call anybody anything on Twitter. That's that's that is absolutely the way to do it because <laughs> and that it and it's super and it's super difficult because like you said there and that is an experience that I, I would say just about anybody tweeting that has any semblance of an opinion or uh, just a, a thought an original thought of any kind. Yeah, people come in. I have people that will rewrite my joke that i just wrote for just just and just correcting coming in with talking about like they know me like they know what my my thoughts or my uh you know my slant is it's so divisive and terrible and uh toxic and i honestly don't know why i'm on it truth, truth be told i i guess I, I like i like writing i like writing jokes and throwing it out there but yeah it's a it's not it's not a healthy place to us uh, to spend time it's it's an absolute absolute hellscape great people some great people on there good good stuff came from it <laughs> I got some good work in 2014 from it. So it was good for my, my writing career. But 2020 comes around and I'm just, I'm getting yelled at by the young Republicans about, you know what I mean? Who knows? That, I got a cartoon, how many times got a cartoon realized, dog talking about something. It's like, okay, whatever. How many times have you realized that you were about to respond to somebody and be like, you worthless piece of crap. And you don't, but like I have. three tweets later, you're like, that is a 12 year old child. Like I did not I've, realize that until just now that you are twelve. I'm really glad that I did not just berate a child on Twitter. But that, like, that's on me. That's my responsibility 100%. to not be berating people because they might be children. So, I've uh, I've been I've been mid response, like trying to be like, how am I going to articulate this? How am I going to come back? And I'd just be like, what the fuck am I? What am I doing? This I'm not. I'm I'm about to argue with a a. New York Yankees logo, a cartoon guy that says <laughs> Bronx guy 69. I'm about to, and I'm <laughs> just mulling over what I'm going to, what I'm going to, how I'm going to rip this guy a new one because he said some off color remark for no reason on my tweet. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's not I, worth it. I, I'm really making a concerted effort to, to not, to not add anything to the, the noise that's already out there, but it's, it's really hard because there's a bunch of fucking morons out there and, and they, some people really need to learn tact and, and lessons in life, but I, that, I guess Twitter isn't the place for that. Nope. And it, goes back, like, it goes back to not having a, any self-awareness like at all. And yes, I'm here. No, it, I don't need to be in the shot. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, the ghost of Kami returns. It's a, it's a terrible angle. Pat, you know, stop it. 
Okay. God, God is a woman. We have the it. very worst lighting uh, in the history great. of Zoom. Um, we're working on it. No, it's uh, a nice ambient. It's a nice ambient yellow. I love it. It's it not is. ambient. It's it's, it's, not. it's, it's very terrible. alarming. Um, it's the sun. It's heaven. It's God. So, like, <laughs> like, actually, you're like every single tweet that I see, I'm like, oh my god, yes, 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 yes. and I, I, and I'm not stalking you. I swear. But I am definitely stalking. Everything. I mean, I kind of am. Sorry. Um, but also, <laughs> I. I, I appreciate how real you are. And if you want to know, your aura is like very blue. Woo, thank what, you. Hey, what, what's mine? I do want to nice know purple? that. What's my aura? It changes. Yeah, that's so true. I, I am like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a shape. That's very true. <laughs> is, is, it a, is it a dark red right now? It, no, not now. It's actually kind of blue right now. Um, yeah, because I'm when, in a good mood. When you're real mad, it's red. It's been black before. That's when I don't speak to you. Um, Hell yeah, I'm like I'm like Jimi Hendrix and bold as love. Is that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no. very good. That's a very good reference. I love. I'm very proud of that. Aura, <laughs> like your actual aura is yellow, but the oh. your, project, your project, not you, Ashley. Um, oh, cool. Uh, your, but your projected one is blue, and it's, it's which is, they're both very good. Like, and I don't actually well, all know. all my friends have gone to the, um, oh gosh, I swear I know that this girl's account, and I am currently forgetting it, but Radiant Human. She yes. does, like, the Polaroids of people's auras, and all my friends have gone, and I've never gone. But I'm here for all aura readings. What? I an aura machine she went to an aura machine aura oral photographer yeah. in nashville yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, the machine no it's incredible yeah, it's like, like it's um, really fascinating she sets something up and then she takes a polaroid of you and your yeah. aura and, 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 it sh and it shows it yes and i happened to be pregnant with my daughter at the time and, and, you, and you already knew it and you already knew who, what her name was and everything rude <laughs> um you did though you knew that but yes, I, she was like, uh, this is real weird. Uh, um, and I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to. I've also, like, you can ask James. I make street lamps go out and. Um, this is, we need more of this on the podcast. Sorry, go, go ahead. I just oh, had yeah. to say this. this is more oh, mysticism, yeah. more, more of this. Whatever this is, I'm into this. Astros fans are going to be so pissed when they actually. No, this is what I mean. I would like to actually <laughs> start a cult. Yeah, we'll bring. No, yeah, we'll do some incantations to start each podcast. Yeah, let's get, I would I love like to get super weird with it. Y'all probably should ask me some actual baseball questions for your listenership. For, like, for they're our, not for our, for our sake, yeah, for our reputation's sake. <laughs> Nothing yeah, matters. Yeah, the last thing I, I, I want to do. Uh, You're on here, then that's all that's going to matter. Yeah. Literally. I literally, we've hit um, classic French literature and aura reading. Yes. Uh, so, nothing for the so. people. All right, let's let's uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's start light. This let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the origins uh, of your beautiful love story with Colin. Did, did he throw <laughs> a paper airplane with a spin rate that like fell on you with high spin rate and fell in your lap? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Because all, um, all young ladies are looking for big spin rate energy, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so I feel so like we stupid. talked a lot about kind of the beginning of our relationship on the episode of his podcast that we did together and. Great like, that was one of those that he got done. Like, we got done talking, and it was, like, three hours of content. And we are like, That's eh, worth it, though. Oops. <laughs> no, that's – it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary. It's just when it's 
when it's contrite and uh, just, it's not natural, but that's, yeah, it's yeah. fine. If it goes that long, it goes that long. I will give y'all like the intensely shortened cliff notes, but uh, I went to a public high school from kindergarten to 11th grade, just like a pretty normal public high school experience. Very diverse. You're from Atlanta. Are you from Atlanta? Is that right? From Atlanta. Yeah. So I went to um, a school on the east suburbs of Atlanta called Shiloh Elementary, middle and high school. And um, my senior year of high school, I had like, I don't, I don't really know. I was like 16. I barely remember it, but I just came home from my last day of junior year. And I was like, I cannot go back to school. I will not be doing that. Um, And I told my mom, I just really want to go to private school for a year. So she was very confused by that. She's an immigrant. She was like, nobody is paying for that. I was like, that's fine. I'll pay for it. So I went to Philly's my senior year of high school. Um, And I mean, I went to like the absolute cheapest private school because I was but talk about just having um, like the knowing what you want and doing it at that age. That's pretty, that's super impressive. I don't yeah. really, it's, it was interesting because it was a not normal behavior thing, but I just did it anyway. Um, yeah. So anyway, I went to this private school my senior year of high school and Colin was like the most beloved human being at that school. He was like homecoming king, baseball player, led the worship band as a Christian school. Yes. Um, his mom's the receptionist there still today. She works the front office. Um, just like golden child of the school. Freddie and Prince and she's all that. <laughs> it was, it is very, she's all that. Movie um, references, baby. I, I live by them and I die by them. You don't quote, you don't quote them though, because you're a bitch. <laughs> Laney, so you're not hot, there, you're a nerd. And um, like did not, it was literally that, that um meme of mean girls where she's like he talked to me on october 3rd and he he's like hey what day is it and she's like october 3rd that was like our entire high school interaction uh we spoke like maybe once i think he asked me if i wanted like a chicken biscuit because he was getting chick-fil-a for our entire english class once um still pretty thoughtful (laughs) then um after, after that in college, we started talking on instant messenger, like good old AIM. Yes. I was at Georgia my freshman year and had no friends and spent my entire days, like either in my classes or back in my room watching like the, the visualizer in the background yeah. of iTunes, you know, you can turn it to the like swirly screen. Yeah. You want to see, like, see if it lines up perfectly in the corner and it never does. Seriously. Just listen to music and watch the visualizer and like crush diet Cokes. And that was like, I love thing. Athens, Georgia. Just side note. That's one of my, <laughs> I, I really do. I, I dated it's a girl awesome. that, that went there and I, uh, I just, I, I don't know. I loved it. Even, even going back as a, an adult, just like, I don't know. It's, it's a super cool town. Just shout, shout cool. to Athens, shout to Georgia. He went to uh, Barry College on a baseball scholarship. So he was like functionally like with traffic, like five hours away. Um, And I guess he was just like kind of bored and would talk to me on his instant messenger. And I was just really mean to him um, (laughs) because he was like the most popular guy at the school I went to for a year. So I was like, I am not going to take you seriously. Like I really thought he was full of shit. And then the more we talked, I was like, oh, he's like a genuinely – not full of shit nice person um how long did that take how long did that take not not long at all once you just kind of got out of your own head our whole freshman year like very casually spoke 
then sophomore year, you know, he was dating somebody freshman year. I was dating somebody freshman year, sophomore year. He sent me like a Facebook message that was like, Hey, how was your summer? And I was like, fine. I I don't know. It was weird. We just kind of talked until he asked me for my number. And so we talked on the phone a couple of times. He was like, do you want to go on a date? And I was like, are you fucking with me? Like, <laughs> no, yes. I don't know. Super, it was orga- funny super organic and beautiful. I, I was, love it. I was so brave as long as I was like, screw this guy. Who cares? And then as soon as I like had something to lose, he was like, Hey, do you want to yeah. go out? I was like, Oh, I'm horrified. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, soon as, yeah. As soon as the facade comes, all comes down, the walls come down. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fair oh, game. Yeah. So we went on That's our first date great. sophomore year. So like fall, fall 20, 2006. Um, went to dinner. I like got a salad. I took one bite. I was like, Hey, I'm going to throw up in my salad. He was like, chill. Um, did he actually call you? Because that's that's always a, that's always a super bonus when you you have anxiety or panic, and the other person just like can bring you down to that level. That's for me. That's that's that's, that's gold. Is it? Yeah. You can, it's amazing. It's good quality. So at the end of that date, we were like sat in my mom's driveway. He was like dropping me off, and he was going to a college like far away. And he was like, "Okay, well, I guess we'll just like keep in touch." I was like, "Ooh." do you like want to date or do you not want to date because I'm not late at all on the line. I just like, didn't care. I was like, I'm not, I'm not interested in not knowing what's going on. And he was like, um, okay, let's date. So So we like went home that night and like put it on Facebook that we were in a relationship after one date. It's like the simplicity of 2006. You're like, Hey, I love it. I, I'm having so much nostalgia just hearing the story, truth be told. It's a pretty good nostalgic <laughs> story, yeah. Put it on Facebook. That was the night before Facebook changed from just everybody individually having their profile to there being yeah. like a generalized Facebook wall. Like there had right. not been a wall before that. Yeah, I remember. Um, we announced our relationship the night that they transferred the platform to like a wall platform. Yeah, so hoping, hoping it would just thing, like get lost on the wayside. Nice. I see what y'all are doing. No, the very first thing that showed up on everybody's wall the next morning was like Colin McHugh and Ashley Abuzzi are in a relationship. Oh, it ended up being like an announcement to literally everybody. Absolutely. Okay. And he got like <laughs> 20, 20 messages that were like, is this a joke? And I got none. Why would it be, <laughs> why would it be a joke? God. Because. See? But the harkens of a, 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 a joke, and no one asked me if it was a joke. They were like, "Oh no. God, how sad for her." Good, 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 for, good for you. She's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Is yeah, this a joke? Interesting story. So I'll leave it there. Everything after that was, I mean, complicated. We've been together for fourteen years. It's been a disaster. Yeah, and it be. also we just keep doing it. So that's that's wonderful. That that's the best. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for the. Uh, the developing a relationship through uh, instant messenger and only talking and only have your uh, personality and your wits to go on and your cool away messages. Talking like that's the best way. I mean, I've had some of my best relationships have developed that way. Cause that's, there's no, there's no faking it on that. And also I think that door slamming sound should be brought back. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The second, the second the annoying person signs on that you don't want to talk to, it's a good I'm offline. <laughs> That's such a male perspective. Oh my gosh. The oh, I'm not talking about a female. Like, just there's, there's guys and people that I know they're going to message me. I'm like, I got to get off. So that guy. No, it's like a 17-year-old me heard the like door closing sound. And that's when I was like, my crush is logged off. We're not going to talk today. 
hey, we, I felt the same thing. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's the, it's the worst. Because that's like the one, it's like the one chance you get before you have phone numbers exchanged that you get to talk. So I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised. Time. Like the amount of work that I do on like Twitter or whatever, like no one is surprised that I spent my whole life on AOL Instant Messenger. That is it not was surprised. Twitter. I that spent was my Twitter. Whole life now on Twitter. That was so Twitter. You wrote your best jokes yeah. on the a- on the away message. Like that was, that was absolutely absolutely on on Yahoo and then also in AIM as well. Yeah, that was that was Twitter for me at least. Yeah, it translates. Yeah, just to, yeah having talking to just doing jokes and little group threads. It was the exact same, pretty much the exact same thing. But uh, you know, sans the uh, toxicity and. Uh, whatever else is going on with, with Twitter. That's super cool. A love story for the ages. Maybe we shall make this into a very quotable movie and, it, and it, we'll sell it. We'll sell it. It'll be good. It, it probably would sell. I feel like that's still not a baseball question. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so uh, analytics. Let's get into the numbers. <laughs> just, what if we just went, what if I just went a hard, just a hard pivot into just, just, just the worst. Uh, yeah, you know what, James, you got a baseball question. I, I try to make it through every podcast, still keeping my love for the game. That's what I'm trying. That's what I try to do. Uh, you want to you want to rank your 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 baseball cities and, and fan bases, and 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 alienate a team that that Colin played for <laughs> the city you lived in. Uh, I mean, from the ones that we've been on. That's what I mean. Yeah. I kind of hard to compare like I think that it's we were with the Astros for the longest we were with anybody um and they were definitely the best years of Colin's career so naturally the response that we got from the fan base was generally positive right um when we were at the Mets we were at the Mets for five years that was his like he got drafted by the Mets was in their minor league system and then in the big leagues with them in 12 and 13 uh, portions of both of those years and uh he was it was tough like he was kind of like an unranked prospect like non-prospect and so I don't think that people who even like follow the sports could ever have my perspective on it and like why would they that is it is what it is that's what's so interesting when you come up in that kind of position people are very eager to be like forget about you you don't exist because that's an easy call. Like right. if you're trying to make decisions, like even fantasy level, if you're trying to like make good decisions for your team, hypothetically, you're kind of banking on the people that you have evidence are going to end up being good. So yeah. most of the feedback we got from Mets fans was like, why do you exist? Like you fill <laughs> space. And I was why like, do you I live in, why do you live in flushing? You miserable people. Just kidding. Just I'm like, wrong. you're not wrong. Like we are, Colin was absolutely like, to some degree filler like in no way the same kind of filler that like a 35th round guy is gonna feel like filler but 18th round still definitely falls into like filler category so I mean um, maybe don't we have enough evidence at least from a I understand that from an organizational perspective where people are players are assets um and you know some some organizations more cold and dehumanizing than others where it's like okay we know this person is this that's that we're going to pay attention to this, but from a fan base, I think there's enough evidence that says like draft status and prospect touting is in baseball, baseball, especially it's just not, it, it's not a very, very bright way or a smart way to approach the game. So I, anybody, for that, sure. but you know what I mean? Think about it this way. You buy like a 500 pair, $500 pair of like Gucci sunglasses. And then you buy like 
30 pairs of $5 sunglasses from the gas station. And when somebody is like, right now. get in the car, we're going, you're like, oh, where are my Gucci sunglasses? And if you find like the $5 pair of sunglasses first, you're like, sure, this works. But 100%. also if you lose them, you're never going to think about it ever again. You're going to spend zero seconds being like, I can't find those glasses. I don't care. Yeah, you'll lose um, them. And that's kind of how baseball prospects are. You know, like the teams that put a million dollar signing bonus on a guy, they're like, where's that guy? Like, we need to find that guy. We need to develop that guy. We need to talk about that guy. And if you kind of lose track of a guy you spent almost no money on, it's like, why would you care? Right. Um, and then somebody's going to have to be really lovable. Like, you're going to have to really fall in love with that cheap pair of sunglasses. You're going to have to have, like, a good memory or, like, something in order to yeah. keep up with the cheap pair of sunglasses. So 100%. I, I, I've yeah. graduated. I used to be in a, an expensive sunglasses person, and I lost and broke enough pairs to where I am perpetually gas station sunglasses till I die. I will lose a pair. I'll buy, I'll buy them three days in a row. I don't care. It's, it's the only way. I'm, I'm finally free. And, and my team is, they've gelled, they've come together because we've all, we've all come together for one common goal. Now you and have that's... a lineup of nine $5 pairs of sunglasses and that is the 2014 Astros. There you go. 100%. Beautiful. Way to tie it in. <laughs> I love it. So you can please take, take, take my place, do this podcast, give me freedom. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm now free from my genie shackles. I can, I can now go about my business. I'm, I'm finally free from this. That's great. No, that, that's a, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, and that's and I think that that's why there's so many strong ties emotionally with this fan base and this team, and like, and, and that's what makes what's with the sign stealing stuff and and the, just the not even that, just the, the reaction from everybody else. It makes it so much tougher because people do not understand how much that, you know people that root for the Astros love that team and and have just you know ride and died with them, uh, you know, for the most of this decade. So it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's just tough. I mean, yeah, I don't. I remember when I first, I found like on Twitter, whatever the um, like fan created web page was that kind of like tracked all of the, yeah. all of the trash can. First Great hit stuff. Thing, Great whatever. stuff, by the way, that guy did. Outrageous. Yeah. I 0% knew any of that. Um, like as it was happening or whatever. And I swear to God, like they, like everybody knew nobody told me because I would have not been chill with it. Like I would have not been like, yeah, let's do that. Not that anyone asked me shit, but, um, it felt like, I feel like I had a reputation for sure on the Astros being like the absolute last person to know anything like any gossip, any story, whatever. That's a testament like, to your you... character, though. That's usually a good thing when you, they're like, you can't, okay, we know, we can't, this is, we have, this is a wild horse. We cannot, cannot let it get there because we know what's going to happen. So that's just, that sounds, that's like mob respect. That's just mob respect. <laughs> I don't know. I, people would be like six months later, they'd be like, well, you know what happened last season with blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, actually. Like, how do you, how can you not know that? I'm like, uh. Like, we've been talking about it eight times in front of you. I'm like, yeah, I was just smiling, being like, totally, yeah, that, that thing. I didn't know. <laughs> um, this, totally that. Definitely some people knew, um, and I was not one of them. But, um, yeah, when I found that website and looked at it, I was like, of course this is infuriating. Like, mm. yeah, this, like, mm. 
sucks. This is like a kind bad, of. Kind bad of. fucking stupid thing to do. I think what sucks is that it's like, when you really dove into it, it was, it was really just at like the pitcher's expense, you know, like it wasn't a lot of like games decided by it. It wasn't like, Nothing. oh, the Astros were going to lose that game, but then they won because of this. It like, Nothing. It really no happened at all. Most, it happened the most when people were like, well, this game doesn't really have, like, there's nothing else on the line. Like, let me see if I can get a hit right now. Um, and that just kind of sucks for pitchers. So being a it, pitcher's it, wife, I'm like, wow, that blows. Yeah, I could absolutely see having having that perspective for sure. And, like, and, and I, you know, it did, like, with the Blue Jays pitcher that had the, uh, that had the lawsuit and stuff that was just, like, I, 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 I I'm not going to, I don't know his life so I don't want to speculate and say that that's over the top and overreactionary so I, mean, I, uh, I don't think that any I yeah I've read about the law if that ruins like, your career got... then you were already on a slippery slope but that's just I, 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 it, <laughs> yeah it, 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 it sucks if it happened to, be... to you I, I completely get being upset by it but I mean I, I think that the most frustrating thing is how how good that team was and how yeah. much that aspect didn't do anything one way or the other there was i've watched so many of those videos and it was just fucking trash can and evan gaddis grounds out to the shortstop you know it's <laughs> like it, it wasn't like and but the but the narrative is that they knew every pitch and that that's why that they succeeded that's why they won the world series which is it couldn't be couldn't be further from the truth and uh yeah we we've, mean, we've, we've talked about we've yeah if a pitcher changes the signs mid-game like it's over you change why your signs you? it's done do it and why wouldn't you while that sucks in like the situation that's happening that's also always true so like if a team picks up your pitches because you're tipping pitches or like it's come around the league that like hey this is what he does when he throws this if you don't change your signs that's you on know, you with or without cameras like it's on you when you do change your signs like the whole game stops so like that whole game stops so I'm not even gonna pretend like I know everything about all of this, no, but it's, you're definitely, right. it's, it's true. There it's are absolutely a lot true. of situations in which there was like no advantage still um, because the situation changed or a different pitcher came up or a pitcher changed. Or they were wrong. Pitcher, they could be wrong. Or it? they're you wrong. Yeah. yeah. It was just such a stupid pointless. It's such a dumb pointless thing to do. So like when people look at it and they're like, admit that you're dumb. I feel like everyone should be like, yeah, we're Yeah, dumb we're all hell. stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm borderline retarded. People. I probably shouldn't say that word. <laughs> um, no, you shouldn't. But, I love that um, word so much, but I'm not going to die on that hill. I won't say it. I'm sorry. I think it so, was really tough for a lot of the guys on that team to immediately feel this like deep remorse because they – they really did know that they were a good team with or without it. Great, and when great people team. were like, you wouldn't have won without that. Bullshit. I think everybody was just like, that's not true. Not true. Like, it's not even close to being true. And that's, and uh, that's the thing that gets me like uh, riled up. And I've, we talked about this on the podcast before where I'm learning that I just, I don't, I don't have any mental capacity for that battle. Like you can't, you can't teach anybody. I can't educate I can't educate the uh, the Twitter mob on how pretty much every team deals signs in some way, and that it's just that, that it's not it's breaking the rules. It's wrong. I admit it, but it's it's kind of just one of those baseball things. And so many people just don't know that, and they read the headlines and they're yelling stuff. I I, under, I don't understand how people are so mad, so mad and outwardly projecting and don't really understand any of it. 
I, I guess that's a microcosm for society. So actually that makes perfect sense. People just yelling. So that, yeah, it makes perfect sense now that I'm, I'm talking it out. But yeah, it's just like, you don't even, if you don't understand, oh, it's hard to hit when you know, know every pitch is coming. It's like, well, that's not how it worked at all. So you'd read, even read the articles that are being posted and you might know something, but no, we just want to yell and have a, have a, a blame scapegoat. It's fun for okay. Dodgers and Yankee fans to uh, have a scapegoat. And I get it. I'd do I'd probably do the same thing too warranted or not if i if i lost to a, a team I, i'd do the same thing even if i was cheating as well i'd be like yeah that's the reason all right so let, let's start to wrap this up like what what happened are you on this podcast james this are no, you I, on I don't the know. show i'm trying to, I'm trying to talk I'm tired, like, of, I'm tired of carrying this i demand more money i do demand more i just money to hold out. i just get shouted down um no we love you so, so like wh- like what happened with with y'all going to boston like what, what, what were the, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but like what happened with like, obviously with all the departures from, from the Astros pitching staff, like what, what happened where, where they let like Colin go to Boston? Like what, how did the negotiations go? Ooh, tough question out of, out of left field. No pun intended. Um, I mean, it, it was kind of what we expected. And I mean, I think it sounds doomsday, like when you're coming to the end of a season and you're like, man, I hope we get a job next year. And people are like, oh my God, don't say that. But like, you know, when you need to hope if you get a job next year. And Colin started out the season really strong in the rotation, like right yep. at the beginning, first four oh, games, he was great, just flying. So good. But so he good. was so completely in a different mindset he was still coming out like he had been a 2018 reliever so he comes out throwing like a reliever there's no sustainability in it so it works four games it doesn't work the next four games Mm. then uh you know he gets pulled from the rotation then they try to put him back in the bullpen after too quick by the way very too quick hook on that it was too quick i mean i'm not even gonna like not even gonna work like it was a bullshit move big time if he had had it's four good ones, four bad ones. You give them four more, you probably round back out to like exactly oh, the same shit. I remember that saying that exact every thing before that. Like I remember saying that pitching exact is thing. not yeah. actually rocket science. You want to see what somebody's gonna do? Like look at whatever they did. That's what they're gonna continue to do. That's what they it was do. just so counterintuitive to the way the the Astros had approached everything and the way they looked at the game previous to that. Yep. That it was such an outlier. It made it made no sense to me at the time, and, and it still doesn't that it was just, it was like, it was like a shoot from the hip type thing. And I just, I don't think it was thought through. And yeah, I don't, I still, I don't understand it at all. It's very, it wasn't great, but that's the no, thing. not great. Like when you're the unranked non-prospect guy, you are the guy on the bubble, no matter what history says, like no matter if you've given a team a couple really solid years of pitching, like you're not Justin Verlander, like you're not Dallas Keuchel. I mean, Dallas has his own story, but like, it's just different. And so yeah. when it's like, well, let's make a move. You, people just make the most palatable move and it's to say like, well, this guy who's iffy, we're just going to bump him. Um, it was not good for Colin's career. I don't think it was. Uh, he came back yeah. straight into the bullpen, pitched a ton, got hurt, tried to come back, did not feel great, then ended the season hurt. It just looked bad, you know, from like a picking up the risk standpoint for other teams, it looked bad. So we just had no offers. Like until spring training started, no, no offers from anybody. Um, and then once spring training started, kind of everybody hit that week where they decided to start to think about kind of that role and that kind of player. So we had three offers. 
it was the Red Sox, the Cubs, then the Rays. Um, and they were They're all good teams, all good super teams. All, con- all contending teams. Yeah, they were really, really similar offers. There was not a lot to choose from. I mean, from a lifestyle perspective, I enjoyed a Florida spring training, us being in Atlanta, and then not, no not Tampa. having to do an Arizona spring training. No Tampa. Um, Ever. <laughs> and I, I think Colin was really interested to work with uh, Heim Bloom. Like, he had heard a lot about him and – had a good feeling about him and at the point where it's like three teams three offers they're almost the same you're kind of looking like okay what's easiest for our life it was it was a l east so he would at least be on the east coast so if we were going to go visit him it was going to be like a two-hour flight right kind of to wherever um you know and and there was kind of some interest there from like a team standpoint so you know in an organization standpoint so that's kind of how we made that decision but there weren't a ton of options. Um, you know, I think had we wanted to go like as a minor league invite to camp with the Astros and Fuck see if that. we like, Fuck I mean, that. he would, he I know he would. He did everything they asked him to do. I know he would, but that's not. He probably no. would have made that roster, but then it's like from the money standpoint, it's like kind of no. hard to make that decision. Did too, did yeah, too much for the organization. Yeah, I could, that's, so, that would, that, no. I mean, Colin's agent is a lawyer, first and foremost, a lawyer. So like, not even from like an ego or like a, what do I deserve standpoint from like a legal standpoint, his lawyer was like, you should take guaranteed money if it's guaranteed money or potential money. And actually looking at it with spring training, how lady came to spring training and then it getting called up with the pandemic, like he truly would have been entitled to absolutely freaking nothing. Had he gone anywhere as like a non-roster invite or a minor league, you know, an invite to major league camp. So, you know, picking a guaranteed contract was, was the smart career decision, even though it was not, like, not the emotional decision we wanted to make, for sure. No, well, that's a storied franchise, and you got just the lore of Fenway and stuff, and that's been a, a good team over the years. I mean, I, I mean, that seems like the logical choice if, you're take, if you just take money out of it. You know, that's a pitch for the Boston Red Sox. That's, that's, that's pretty cool in and of itself. I mean, he and, was, and avoiding he Tampa that. Bay and pitching in a, a skate park or whatever that stadium is over there. <laughs> I and mean, a, he a, would have gone to Tampa because Charlie I know was in Tampa. Hell yeah! Charlie texted him like every other day and was like, "Come here, be my probably friend." Would have thrived, probably would have thrived there too, for for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he would have gone to Tampa. It was just literally, um, I think it was just like a slightly. Oh, I remember. Tampa wanted a second year option, um, and he greedy ass you know, Tampa. It just from like a contract perspective, you're yeah. trying to avoid that if you're coming in at a low point, yeah. which he was, he was coming in injured, low salary, you know, like whatever he was going to get on that second year option was not going to be representative of what he could get if he had a good year. So. Right. Yeah. You want to have a chance to play yourself into a more fortuitous situation. Yeah, for, for sure. You got any more, you got any more brain busters, James, you got it. You have any more deep cut baseball questions? I mean, no, no. I mean, we said it would be 30 minutes and now it's been an hour. Oh, no, it's been, but yeah, but see, this is one of those flowing things where it's just, it's been, <laughs> it's been one of the things and we had the fun witch section and we learned our auras. We had our palms <laughs> read. I learned that I'm going to have twin, creepy twin boys later on. Alien boys. That's what she said. To, to go with my, with my two girls. Yeah, we all learned our future babies' names and date of births. So it's been, it's been, it's been great. It's been good. We've talked about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. Yep, ghosts. It's, it's, we've we've touched all all of my hot points. 
trying to think if trying to think if I have any if I'm trying to think then that means if I'm ruminating that means I don't right. have, I don't I don't have anything so yeah. this do is I, how an interview ends do you have any questions for us why do you what why why do y'all do this what are you doing <laughs> I've never asked that before no so don't yeah on a, yeah just what you just go real business with it What's that your, was genuinely uh, my first question was like how how do two people find themselves creating a baseball centric podcast like i don't deep where does deep, that come clinical, from? Depre deep clinical depression <laughs> and, 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 a, and a need to be loved by by the masses <laughs> okay fair yeah. but also yeah Pretty yeah much just it. yeah pure ego <laughs> it was a terrible decision and we're still doing it so yeah that's to uh, that's to our detriment what, what yeah. are we at four and a half years five years now 2016 2016 was our first year four and a half yeah yeah so it feels like we're part of the success of the organization it feels like and, and clearly it's still it's a 100 stolen valor we've done literally nothing to contribute to the uh <laughs> nothing it pro probably taken away from more than anything but yeah so yeah we feels like we're we're part of it somehow i mean That's i was cool. i was demanding i was like yeah i felt like i was like i i, I feel like uh, we'll, crane will send us a ring for the for this podcast what we're doing and <laughs> He and, uh, and Steve Grande will stop uh, ignoring us podcast and give us our media credentials <laughs> as, as as deserved. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Oh, do you um, want a fun tidbit to round out? The podcast can round out this way. Yes. I found out that many people who host even largely popular baseball podcasts don't get media credentials. If they just, like, meet people associated with the team who can leave them, like, batting practice or BP passes or whatever, that's how they get there so a very storied really? podcaster who has a <laughs> podcast about the red sox actually has no media credentials that seems that seems backwards at this point i, I, I felt like I, I feel like that was going to change but i guess you can't you have to draw a line somewhere because there's two guys in a garage with a beer neon sign behind them and they're you know, throwing out racial slurs and they're, they're cursing and just, so, I mean, you can't, if you allow one podcast, you have to allow them all. So I get it, but uh, there's some media quality podcasts and, and I'm not including this one in that uh, by, by any means, but I, no. I feel like some of the best, some of the best journalism is done on the podcasting realm. And uh, yeah, I'll get off my soapbox on that. <laughs> I'm just trying to put you. Not that I want something. a media credential. I don't, but it's just, I you gonna I, have. I, you could be making a lot of money off this podcast and still not have media credentials. It's not necessarily linear. Well, we don't have so. either. So that's, that's <laughs> when I, when I, when I got on with the radio station, it was like, I was like, is this what I was like walking on the field? I was like, this is bull. I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, this is not, I could just go, I could just go anywhere. I was like, this is okay. You're allowing this. Uh, it felt <laughs> like it, it was big time imposter syndrome. And, but it's, yeah, we, we definitely, uh, it'd be tight to have those, but what are you going to do? It's a pandemic. Go hang out with some cut cardboard cutouts. I mean, it's not a horrible idea. That's basically what everybody in the stadium is doing. Do you think if okay, here's something to end it out. If your team does something bad, should they uh, should they behead the the, the cardboard cutouts and, and on live camera feed? Absolutely. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> behind the behind the behind the flag of like the team, okay, just okay. all out out zero style. Ten out of ten, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just you just get like somebody's dog, and they're just yeah, just get you get like three or four kills per. No, when you bring animals. No in, beheadings. No beheadings. Okay, I'll, I'll back off it. I'll back off it. No beheadings. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Sorry, sorry, trying to delete it. I'm on two percent battery. Y'all might just. All right, that's me. it.
Ashley, thank you so much for doing this. It was a no really kidding. good time. It was an absolute pleasure. You asked the perfect number of times. Yeah, so it was twice. I pretend it was more. <laughs> but thank you so much for doing it. it it's so great. People are going to love this episode. I, I love doing it. And, uh, you know, I'll see you on the internet. Maybe we can gang, we'll gang up and fight some, uh, some anonymous people, some strangers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Also, I'm going to fangirl real quick and say that like, yeah. you're one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met or seen in real life. And oh I like, absolutely adore you on Twitter. And Yay. I'm not stalking you. I just, everything you post. It's it, not stalking if I post it on the internet. That's really getting up the information. <laughs> but also, like, you are just the most stunningly beautiful person, like, that I've ever met on Zoom. Agreed. Wow. I agree. I, I share that sentiment. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Ashley. It hit Thank on you. me. And that's <laughs> your, your aura's looking kind of pink, Kami. That's It's looking pretty good. Looking pink. Looking good. That's just the lamp. Oh, that's yellow. That's a different. That's yellowish. I can I can tell between hues and auras. I'm not an amateur. All right. All let's, right. let's get out of here. We're, we're done. Yeah, that's the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Thank I'm you, everybody. Bye, guys. Shout out, to, shout out to the OVO, Drake. We're out here. <laughs> Goodbye.